Hi, I'm Jane Hilsden, marketing consultant and founder of the How To Do Marketing Academy, as well as small business marketing agency, Dragonfly Marketing. Welcome to this episode of the How To Do Marketing Show, a no-nonsense podcast about marketing for small business. It's my mission to put marketing on the agenda for every regionally-based small business in Australia. Why? Because I know that when marketing is done properly, it can help your business grow. The How To Do Marketing Show is a podcast just for you and your small business. Bursting with marketing insight and information, this show will be a fabulous resource to help you know all there is to know about the topic of marketing for small business. As a small business owner, I know only too well how little chance I have of incorporating a new habit into my day-to-day operations unless it's super easy or unless I can see that that uh, new activity is going to have a high payoff um, and so it will be worth reprioritizing. Gosh, cannot speak today. It's Friday, that's why. Reprioritizing my time. And look, I, I deliberately use and choose the words reprioritizing my time because as, sm- as a small business owner, um, I know all the small business owners that I work with, they don't have extra time. There's no small business owners that I know of that are sitting around looking for a few spare hours to fill in on their days. That's that's not a thing. So. Um, I've not been able to successfully work out how to add some extra hours into the day. So um, until somebody does, it's really just a matter of reprioritizing when you do want to add something else into your day. So the reason why I start with this is because marketing is one of those things that unless you're outsourcing it, If you're taking that on as the small business owner, or even if you're not the owner and you're the person within the business that might have another role other than marketing, and you've got to take, you know, the the responsibility and the accountability and the actual implementation of of, uh, planning and implementation of marketing under your wing, but you're already busy. Um, Because that's often how marketing gets fit into a a business. You know, people try and fit that into into their day on top of everything else they're doing. And honestly, that's exactly why a lot of people fail because they're already busy. Um, It's not something that comes naturally to them. There is a lot of unknowns and it can be seen as a bit of a dark art and there is, you know, quite a bit of creative thinking that's required um, so, you know, when you're trying to put that on top of your load of, of running a business, it's no wonder that marketing might get thrown into the, the too hard basket. And that's what happens when you're, particularly when you're um, approaching marketing at a tactical level. And my observations, particularly in the last, you know, five, 10 years since social media has been a thing, is that that's where a lot of businesses start. You know, they start doing their their social media marketing themselves, which is, which is the most time-consuming of the lot because those social media channels are freaking hungry 
Um, and particularly if you're on a platform like Instagram that really rewards kind of daily content and diverse mix of content. So they want to see reels and stories and newsfeed and, you know, all the things. Um, that takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of thought. And to do it well, it actually takes a lot of, of planning and forethought and, and systems and, and getting organised. So this is where a lot of businesses kind of get unstuck and um, become unstuck and then they kind of throw the baby out with the bathwater. They're like, right, that's too hard. I'm never going to get to it. It's not working. That's it. Not doing marketing anymore, which is completely under understandable. But um, you've probably heard me say time and time again, there is more to marketing than social media marketing. Social media is certainly a very logical choice for a lot of small businesses to use as part of their marketing ecosystem, but it's not the only thing that you um, need to consider. Um, but, you know, before we go off talking about tactics and which ones you should use and which ones you shouldn't, that's not actually what today's episode is about. Today's episode is about how you can actually take that big fat overwhelm of what you believe to be marketing um, and turn that mindset around from thinking that it's too hard and that you can't do it and it's going to take too much time, flipping that thinking um, and, and approaching it so that it becomes a lot easier in your business. And, and the, the reason why I'm kind of talking about that as a mindset, there's, there's definitely some um, actions that we can take and some implementation and things that we can physically do differently here. But it is a mindset because I think we get really caught up with all the things. And if you could see me, I'm now doing quotation marks that we should be doing. Um, we're looking around, we're looking around, maybe we're looking at our competitors, maybe we're looking at our fellow business, you know, friends and colleagues, and we're seeing what they do with their marketing and we're thinking, oh, shivers, we've got to be doing that. We should be on TikTok, we should be doing Reels, we should be, you know, on radio or, or whatever you're believing that you should be doing. That is the worst way to plan your marketing is by just copying whatever everybody else is doing or or having that kind of FOMO-related response to, to something and thinking, well, just because Bob down the road's doing that, I really should be doing that. You'll end up chasing your tail. Half the time, that's a really ill-considered decision because you, you, you don't know necessarily just because Bob's doing it, he might have actually worked out that, that his target audience is on TikTok and that's a key place where, where people are being influenced and, and uh, purchasing products for his product but what you've got to layer that thinking with is are my target audience on TikTok and is that a place where they're just going to go and watch the funny um, trending audio videos or is it a place that they're using as an influencing channel and influencing content that, that actually convinces them to buy? So, so there's all sorts of um, reasons that, that small business marketers, small business owners can kind of get off track with their marketing and, and certainly if it's tactically led, if you're making decisions based on what tactics you think sh you should be doing without actually doing a plan and some customer research and some thinking before you act, um, then you will be busy being busy, your marketing will not work and you'll be wasting a bucket load of time and money. 
So I have prepared five things that you can do, a list of five things. There's other things that you can do, of course, but this is this is kind of the five main things that you can do as a small business owner to make sure that that marketing is not just you being busy, being busy, that it's not overwhelming and that it's actually something that you can easily incorporate into your business. Um, So thinking about marketing as easy and about something that's just going to be a priority for you is kind of like it's not one of my five things, but it it is something to get your head around first and foremost um, so that you, you know, kind of don't talk yourself out of of, um, incorporating this into your day before you even get started. So number one, um, the first thing to do that you can um, to do to make your marketing a lot easier is to create a plan. How did you know that I was going to say that? I bang on about the importance of a marketing strategy and plan probably in just about every episode and every blog and every post I, I write. And that's because I am such a strong believer in their potency and their power um, and their ability to be able to save you time and save you money and make you money. So your marketing plan doesn't need to be complex, but it definitely needs to be considered. So think about kind of what I was saying before in terms of don't just start the doing, you know, just take a moment to actually think about how you're going to approach this. And for your marketing to be focused and efficient, first and foremost, it needs to align with your business priorities. So what is it that you want your marketing to help you to achieve? Because marketing should not sit over in its own little silo looking pretty and, um, you know, dancing its way through TikTok and Instagram reels. That might be fun and you might find that fun and, um, you know, if it's something that you want to do, you go for it. But how does that actually help to achieve your business priorities? What are your business priorities? And I would never recommend having more than two at any one, any 12-month or annual period. You know, you want to make sure that you're really focused on achieving, um, you know, one key thing. Now, a lot of businesses, when they get to me, when they when they start to want to, to invest in their marketing, then they're ready to actually start increasing their revenue or scaling their business, looking for more opportunities to get in front of new customer segments. So they've already got the word of mouth happening. They've already got, you know, a nice little trickle of, of customers coming their way, but they want to use marketing to actually go to the next level. So you know, that's their business priority and we will make that, you know, that note accordingly. I've just prepared a marketing plan for a business that was actually more focused on increasing their profit levels. So, yes, of course, they wanted to expand their business to to new customer segments, but they were also in the position where they kind of didn't have enough resources just yet to be able to, to expand you know, in, in any hurry. Um, and so at this point, but what they did want to do is get their profit levels um, back on board. So the marketing plan that we put in place was all about increasing that that profit level for them. And yeah, there's things that you can be doing with your marketing to ensure that you are increasing your profit. 
And it's little things like making sure you're attracting the right customer so that you don't, you know, you're not filling someone's days with tire kickers, you know, sending out quotes and having conversations and going back and forward with people who are ultimately just not right for your business. So we also look at your marketing mix. Is everything aligned? Is your product and your pricing consistent? Is your positioning consistent with this? I did a marketing strategy recently for a business and uh, their, their, their market was highly, highly competitive um, and their product was double the price of the most, you know, the next most expensive in, in the market but there was no positioning to be able to support that. So that price was actually going to be a massive inhibitor when it came to convincing his customers to buy. And honestly, until that was kind of rectified in terms of making that more aligned, it would have been a complete waste of money to go out and spend money on driving people back to his website and then them saying, this is this is double double what I would pay elsewhere and there doesn't seem to be a good enough reason. I can't see where the value of that double the cost is, so I'm not going to buy. So we've just spent a truckload of money driving people to the website and they're just going to bounce off and not buy anyway. So it is really important to have these sorts of things considered before you go out and start spending money on, on, on driving people back to your point of, point of sale. Um, really, really important part of planning is obviously getting to know your customer. Um, I'm very big on customer research. I will always include this as part of my um, kind of big comprehensive marketing plans that I'll do for, for business. Um, and if it's not something I include, it's certainly something that I will recommend to people to go and do um, again before they start paying for, for marketing. So, you know, customer research will help you really understand the language to use. Um, it'll un- help you understand how your customer perceives value, where they don't perceive value and like just really pragmatic stuff like where are they hanging out on social media? I can't tell you the amount of marketing plans that I've done and included, you know, TikTok and, and Snapchat as an option as to, you know, where do people hang out? Um, and nobody's chosen that. <laughs> Nobody within that that target audience has chosen that as an option. So, you know, we can then see there and there that um, then and there, I should say, that, that's, that shouldn't be an option for, for people to invest in. If the target audience are not there, yes, it might be the latest thing. Yes, all the cool kids might be talking about it. But are your customers actually on there? No? Okay. Well, you probably shouldn't be either. Um, so these are all the things that that considered activity can, can help you kind of um plan for and and it and it helps you focus because no longer are you sitting there going but Bob's on TikTok like what am I missing is Bob's on TikTok that's great let Bob be on TikTok but your customers aren't on TikTok so don't spend the time and the money there when your customers have just told you that they're on Facebook or they're on Instagram you know they've just told you that they're on there every day and that's where they're you know, active and and um, paying attention to to um, whatever content that that you might be able to get in front of them. So, number one, create a plan. Number two, 
get the right people in place. So look, if if you're not, like if you realistically think I seriously cannot prioritise that time, like I'm literally just, you know, there's nothing I can give up in my day, then who can do it? Now, you don't just want to hand this off to somebody who, um, you know, is, is going to be a bit like you and perhaps, you know, says, yeah, 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 I'll do it, I'll do it, and then, you know, realises the commitment and realises that, you know, it does require quite a bit of effort and thinking and all the rest, and then they're, they're going to drop the ball with it. You want someone who is enthusiastic about it. You also don't want to hand it off to someone who doesn't get it or doesn't want to to do it um, or doesn't see the value in it because they're going to also not do that. So this is when you might start looking at your outsource options and there's many of those. You could choose to employ someone part-time, get a contractor on. Um, You could look at freelancing. You could look at an agency. There's all sorts of ways that you can outsource that marketing and I guess then when you're outsourcing that, there's, there's considerations around, okay, well, if we're going to be paying this much per month, let's make sure that we lean in as a business and really make sure that this works and that we're giving that agency or giving that person everything that they need to succeed. Um, whether that's your time, you know, the, the time and attention, which is going to be nowhere near as much as you'll need to give if you're doing it yourself. But remember that the marketer is not the expert in your industry. And even if they are, there's going to be so much information that they'll want to get from you because your business is different. And a lot of what we do in marketing is is talk about how we are different and how we as a business are relevant to your consumer. And if we just put a blanket, you know, approach to all of our clients Um, with that, that we could just pick up and replicate, then nothing would work. So there is some input that's that's required from you. So have a think about that in terms of how am I going to set myself up for success here? And if I don't think, if I really don't think I can do it, if I really don't think that there's someone in the business that can do it, who can do it? And and how can we support them to, to make that happen? But then of course, How are you going to make sure that you get your money, your time's return on that? Because you certainly don't want to be spending, you know, thousands of dollars a month or hundreds of dollars, whichever way you choose to do it, and that just end up being a cost. You want to ensure that that's actually driving return. How do we know it's driving return? We plug it into your business priorities. So you've got to have thought those through before you're making this decision. So that was number two, getting the right people in place. Number three is prioritising it. (laughs) Excuse me, I've got a bit of a cold at the moment. Um, So as I said before, you know, there is no formula for adding additional hours into the day. And I've I've covered off this topic a little bit with the, the, you know, my previous um, comments about this but it is a matter of prioritising. So whether you're choosing to do it or whether you're getting somebody else to do it for you, you will have to prioritise some time to lean into that and, um, you know, make that work. Now, the best way that I have um, managed to do that 
not necessarily for the marketing because we've got systems in place for that. But when I need to incorporate something new into my my day is I literally block out time in the diary. So say, for example, business development, that's always something that no one ever wants to do. Um, And so it's always something that people go, I just don't have the time. I can't do it. I just have no time. Um, Well, you just carve out that time in your diary and you um, block it. No, but it's a non-negotiable. And then when it gets to that time and that day in your diary, it's your mindset here that's going to be really important to go, this is important. This is the reason why I'm doing this. This is the return I'm going to get from this. So I need to be able to just sit down, suck it up and get on with it. And every time you do that, it becomes a little bit easier and it becomes a little bit more habitual. But those first couple of times, it's hard and it is your mind playing games with you. You do have the time. You can prioritise it. If it's really important and it stands to make your business money, you need to do it. So you just have to work on your mind there. <laughs> and and I guess this is this is where that kind of planning gives you that confidence because you can go, well, I know that business development is important and, look, I've planned it out, so here's my goal for doing it. And if I achieve that goal in this month, in this 90 days, in this 12 months, look how much revenue I stand to make. You know, look how many previous customers I'm able to reactivate. Look how much money I I plan to save by reactivating existing customers as opposed to driving, you know, more marketing to get newer customers in. So that doesn't happen unless you've actually done the plan and worked out the goals and worked out how you're going to measure that. And that can be sometimes what can be the motivating factor when you actually sit down to do it and everything in your body is screaming no. So prioritise it, number three. Number four, develop easy-to-follow systems and processes. So, look, you know, look out for those opportunities to incorporate softwares and automations. Um, We use social media scheduling tools. We use reporting dashboards. We use Canva for all of our graphic design. Now, Canva's probably a contentious one because I think there's a lot of people who actually think that's a bit of a time suck because you can actually get quite carried away and have so much fun with it. Um, but it, it, is, it saves you a lot of time, um, in my opinion, and certainly as a marketer, and I'm not a graphic designer. So for me, um, you know, having some templates that I can just go to, I've had my graphic designer um, give me a whole bunch of icons and style, and he's given me a very, you know, um, strict style guide that kind of really keeps me within the lines, even though my branding is is really nothing about being in the lines, but it helps, you know, to, to have that um, consistent look and feel. So I've kind of set up myself for success there. I've got all the things that I need. They're all saved in Canva. Um, my system is that I will, you know, schedule time in my diary to work on my social media Um, I will make sure that I have all the photos and all the graphics and all the information so that when I sit down to do it, it's all there. And then I will use a scheduling tool to schedule that out. And and for me personally, I just schedule my social media a week ahead for some of our clients. 
we would schedule it a month ahead and then just um, be really vigilant with, you know, checking in on that and optimising it and making sure it's going okay and then dropping some spontaneous content in um, here and there as well. So systems and processes that work for you, um, it's, it's obviously a good idea to actually mark those down and write those down so that if, it, you know, if you hand the marketing over to somebody else, you don't have to kind of let them figure that all out from scratch again. Um, you know, again, as a small business owner, you might not have two days to actually sit down and, and train someone to get on board with um, everything that's in your head. So writing all of that down, I mean, we use Monday um, as our, we use it for everything, but we've got all of our systems and processes put in there as well um, so that it's just easy for people to find and work out what the, the process is for, you know, for what. And, and that's not just marketing, obviously, that's, that's for other things as well within the business. So number four was to develop easy to follow systems and processes. And number five is to measure your results. Um, It's amazing when I conduct my review um, sessions with clients who I've done um, strategies for and we sit there and we go through their results. So their, their marketing measurements have been aligned to what their marketing goals are, the key marketing priorities as we call them in the in the plan and I've set um, specific goals to be achieved each month for every marketing activity that I have included in their plan. So we go through that and we look at um, each one of those metrics and we look at, you know, how we have gone in terms of forecast versus budget. It's a little bit like reviewing your financial statements. You know, you're looking at the forecast, you're looking at um, the actuals and then you're providing commentary around, okay, well, you know, the reach goal was 50,000 for this month and we only got to eight. So what happened there? Why didn't we get to 50,000? You know, what, what do we need to, to do differently next month? But we're also looking at a linear level as well. So we're going, okay, so, you know, reach engagement was this and website clicks was this and, you know, leads were this and sales were that. Um, and any other metrics that we've included. And and in some months, that might be a really linear result that we can look at. We can go, we'll see what happens when all the numbers are right in our marketing ecosystem. We're getting this much reach and this much engagement and this much click-through and this much, you know, this many leads and this many sales. When, When it's a, you know, fairly easy purchase to make, we can look at that. If not, you know, the activity that we might see that might we might be measuring at the top of the funnel where we're driving awareness and um, engagement might not come into effect, you know, until three or four months later. But when we're collecting that and we're looking at that month on month and then we can look at that year on year, we can start to see, well, how long does it actually take to move a customer from getting to know us to actually then purchasing with us? And another one, which I love, and I love to to be able to really highlight this value to to clients is what's the customer lifetime value of of each customer? So yes, we might get one customer uh, uh, for for a transaction. And this is particularly in business to business. Um, We might get a customer that, you know, them signing on as a stockist, for example, could be, you know, $30,000 worth of, of revenue into to the business but that stockist might stay with us for 10 years so times that by 10 so a three hundred thousand dollar like at least a three hundred thousand dollar customer well how much did we actually pay 
to acquire that customer. And that's when we look at all the activity that we've been doing and how that customer got to us. And then we can look at that acquisition cost and go, well, does that make sense? You know, if we've spent, you know, $5,000 on this advertising and it ends up with a customer that's ultimately worth $300,000 to us, it's a pretty good spend. It's a pretty good return on investment. So then you go, well, okay, I feel so much more confident about that investment because, wow, look what happens when it works. This is the kind of result that I get when it works. So that's why it's really important to keep those measurements and do those measurements on the monthly. And I know as a small business owner, the first thing you're going to do is, I don't have time, Um, but make time because Otherwise, you're just not going to understand how that marketing is is going to, you know, is affecting you. Well, at the end of the day, is helping you achieve your business goals. That's exactly what's going to tell you whether it is or it's not. It's hugely motivating, but it's also hugely telling because if you're not showing up, if you're not doing the work, well, then you can see how that affects the flow-on effect of that you want more leads, you want more sales. Well, that doesn't just happen by hoping and it doesn't bloody just happen by just simply going, oh, good, I'll get someone to post to my social media newsfeed because that's probably not going to make the difference for you there unless you're going to spend a lot of money on on them, on getting them, them to make, you know, viral content. So measure the results. If you don't have time to do it, get somebody else in your business to do it. You know, think about a VA. That, that, that's the kind of perfect job that's, that's perfect for a VA um, or an admin assistant. And then you just need to look at the numbers. Um, for the clients that I do the review sessions for, I look at the numbers and, and interpret them from a marketing point of view. And that's the data that I use to go, right, now, for the next 90 days, here's where we need to focus. Here's what we need to optimise. You know, here's what we need to either change up or leave exactly the same. So that, uh, those, I should say, are your five actions, five essential actions that you can take to make marketing a lot more easier in your business, but also be a lot more, make sure that you're a lot more motivated to actually get it done. So take those five, implement them into your business, see how you go. And uh, if that does make your marketing a hell of a lot more easier to, uh, to get going in your business, drop me a line. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of the How To Do Marketing Show. I really do enjoy bringing you these episodes and hope that you get a lot from them. If you would like to receive even more marketing musings from myself and my team, be sure to head to howtodomarketing.com.au and subscribe to our email. And if you enjoyed this episode, please go ahead and grab a screenshot and share it with someone else who you think might enjoy it. Or similarly as excellent would be if you could leave me a rating and review on your potty platform. That helps other small business owners just like you to find the show. Plus, it will put a huge smile on my dial. You've been listening to another Morgan Media production. 